Thank you for listening to this interview series by me, David Roth, from WPP, in conjunction with the World Retail Congress, which was recorded live at the World Retail Congress 2023. In this edition, I'm in conversation with Patrick Busquet-Chavan. Patrick is President and CEO Americas at eShop World and one of the world's leading experts in global direct-to-consumer e-commerce. A former Chief Customer, Marketing and Digital Officer for Marks & Spencers and a Group President at Estee Lauder. Patrick is also a non-executive director of Brown Foreman, one of the largest American spirits companies. For more conversations in this podcast series, go to wppbav.com forward slash WRC 2023. But not before you've listened to this. Well, Patrick, it's always a pleasure and a delight to speak to you. Same here. If you were giving, you know, the the typical U.S. President's State of the Union address on retail at the moment, um, how would you define it? I would think that we are entering or have entered a time of uh, unprecedented acceleration, I hate the term transformation, in multiple areas of of business. The pace of uh, evolution of the retail world in general, driven both by consumers' adoptions of new channels, new media, and the impact of new technologies that are being adopted both by consumers and brands and retailers themselves are creating a very new dynamic that is impacting everybody that operates within retail uh, at whatever stage of the value creation process. I think the dynamics on the front end uh, with everyday decision making are really very powerful. I think there is a great number of new variables that retailers have to integrate in their decision-making process more than at any other point in time when you were dealing with just a few channels of consumer engagement and consumer contact. Today, that has been multiplied. And on top of that, the fact that you have a, a macro environment which is more uncertain, less visible, less linear, that at any other uh, retail phase uh, I've been through makes for um, an urgent need for um, evaluations of options, understanding proximity with the consumers, and also uh, a lot of uh, trial and error uh, mindset, uh, which would go along with you know organizational uh, speed of response. So uh, all of that combines makes it for a pretty. Uh, entertaining and, and fascinating moment well, in retail. Re- retail has never been for the faint-hearted, has it? Um, but retail's always moved fast and had to adapt to change. In your experience, the times we're in, is this really, really different to uh, some of the big challenges and changes that retailers have to you know, experience over the last, I don't know, 50, 60 years? And I think you're, you're, you're correct, uh, David, in saying that we've all 
been and retail has been through multiple phases, uh, economic crisis and retail always rebounded. And I would say forcefully, it looks like we are learning new lessons every single time there is a crisis. And then, you know, you have this brain trust focusing on the issues in a very compact way and then in a very agile way, like during, you know, the most recent pandemic, we all emerge and you can see basically those that are doing much more than surviving, that are rebounding and delivering incredible success stories. Uh, what I think is different this time around, and clearly we're coming on the, on, on the tail of a substantial um, impact to the retail community around the world during the, uh, the, the, the two years of the pandemic, um, and then at the same time, some breakthrough new technologies that are going to have an impact on basically our entire universe. Uh, so, and we're experiencing that, I think, at a, at a speed which has never happened before. And this is probably the most daunting part for, for retailers and operators in retail on, on how do you uh, prepare yourself? How do you respond? And I think for those of us who were accustomed to be pretty perfect in their strategic thinking and execute the plan on the back end of it and really being 300% ready, I think the notion of readiness for me is, has evolved. It's really putting your thesis to test. So is speed trumping strategy or do you have to have exceptional strategy and exceptional speed? I think you need to rotate, as I call it, your strategy multiple times, keep it evergreen based on your uh, everyday learning. Multiple thesis in a strategy that you test every day in terms of their proven effectiveness on the business, uh, whatever your KPIs are going to be, and their scalability. Once you see something that's working, then do more of it. Evolve, build, reinvest behind a good idea. But it starts with a very strong strategic blueprint. Then it starts with really a diversity of views and point of views and an organization that can execute very, very fast and also fail fast at the same time. Does that require a different organizational structure to be able to make that work in the business? For me, I think it's much more empowerment in organization, ideally uh, less hierarchical. Um, team collaboration in a very creative way is an essential ingredient uh, for making that happen. And also a reward systems that really help people go to test quickly, take the learnings and move on or amplify if it works. So the penalty box is no longer how you want to look at it. Uh, obviously, if people you know, make multiple um, mistakes in the same area, it's one lesson. But generally speaking, a much more dynamic, a much more inclusive, a much more collaborative way of taking initiatives and ideas to market. I mean, that is quite challenging for retailers because you know, uh, as a collective, retailers are very command and control. Historically. <laughs> But I think you see already some flexing their muscles much faster uh, through their digitalization. I mean, we've seen that now for the last basically five, six years. I think that supply chains used to be structured in a way that you could only change them over time. Uh, I think new logic has, has come into play and you see much more flexible, much more uh, rapid and responsive supply chain right now. Um, you know, so I think there is... An, uh, a degree of responsiveness, agility, uh, preparedness that you see within retail uh, that is probably um, as, as good as we have seen it. And I think it's coming from organizational transformation from within as well. Uh, culture, 
you know, having worked in large-scale organization, is a tremendous facilitator if you can make that uh, the, the agent of change and, and success. You know, eventually you bring, through multiple filters, when you hire talent, you bring them into a journey. Hopefully they buy into the journey, you selected them well. And I think the culture is actually your number one guarantee that the outcome is going to be a successful one, right? That culture that empowers people, that get them to do their best every day, that then them to have colleagues that they want to collaborate with, share knowledge with. Now, one of the uh, recurring themes uh, so far at this year's World Retail Congress is the impact that artificial intelligence in one form or another is, is having. And even in the last sort of, what, two or three weeks, the progress that is being communicated in that sphere is astonishing. What do you think the impact of artificial intelligence is going to be in retail? Where's, where's, it's going to, where's its sweet spot going to land? Well, I think it's going to be massive beyond the world of retailing within society. Number one, positively in sharing knowledge. And I think that hopefully uh, it's going to be knowledge based on truth and not knowledge based on error um, and misstatement. But universally, I think the world will benefit from faster knowledge acquisition and, and, and sharing uh, as long as it is reliable um, and built on truth. Organizationally and retail-wise, I think the first impact, I believe, will be in the domain of search, which we as retailers and brand all depends on. And uh, we've always been keen to focus on single words, single attributes. I think that uh, ChatGPT and you know, cognitive AI is changing that entire parameters to more contextual search. Uh, I think that's very intriguing because search was monetized by you know, the likes of Google who understood the power of, of monetizing search words and the opportunities with brands. I just wonder in the chat GBT world or whatever it moves on to become, who the agents are going to work for and where the monetization may or may not happen. Because you could make a very good case to say, actually, the agents are going to work on behalf of the individual, <laughs> as opposed to being able to be, in inverted commas, bought um, by us marketeers. It's, it's, uh, you could make that case. And I think it has to be seen how it will evolve. I just think that uh, ChatGPT is bringing a, a, a wealth of knowledge around product, consumer choices, consumer options, uh, visual search will be completely transformed. Uh, how all that gets converted uh, by organization for their single purpose is yet to be seen. I think our you know, task as retailers is to first and foremost educate our own teams, be prepared to understand it, and define some very unique use cases that you can focus your organization on. I think it's going to be exceptionally hard, especially in, the, in that early phase, to master the entire chain of implication. I think we're going to have to be exceptionally aware, uh, leverage people in our own organization that really understand the potential impact, learn as we go, but try to build for our own individual business models uh, those capabilities internally and demonstrate that they indeed can create value as we uh, basically uh, use them. Now, Patrick, let's um, end sort of almost where we started, which is your sense of 
the challenge, the optimism, the pessimism, you know, wandering around the halls here at the World Retail Congress, you get, you get a sense of both of those at the same time. The next few years, what do you think the, the newspaper headline would be if they had to summarise retail over the next five years? I think we'll continue to see a accelerated pace of, of change. Uh, potentially more casualties along the way. Uh, I do see further retail consolidation uh, with probably new models emerging, like we've seen marketplaces emerging. What will be the impact, again, of, of new technology and, and uh, AI on retailers' ecosystems? So that's one to watch. I believe that uh, the notion of retailers and brand with purpose will get clarified and I think we'll clearly see over the next five, ten years those who actually behave purposefully uh, and, and those who have not completely uh, integrated the importance and the social consciousness of the world on those issues is just going to get greater and greater, most critically about some of the younger generations. Um, what would worry me over the next several years is the further polarization of society in the Western world, whether we're talking, you know, Europe or, or the US, it's, it's visible. I think the destructive nature of um, social uh, players has been evident in terms of polarizing the world versus consolidating and, and, and finding some common good and common grounds. So that, that's a worry uh, because I think it's going to force probably retailers, and we're seeing to some degree, uh, to become more of an activist and take a position. Uh, and, and that has never been a, uh, an ideal place to play for, for, for retailers. No, and, and um, that business of politics doesn't sit well with the business of retailing. It, it, it doesn't. I believe that it's better to spend your time, effort and energy in amazing product, creativity, consumer engagement in a holistic way. Uh, so there are many other ways retailers can be activists without taking a uh, political position on the spectrum, yet they're going to have to face that issue, as we have seen recently in the US, based on basically the conversational moment in time. Indeed, and in a sense, you know, retail is reflective of society. And it is a reflection of basically the mindset of society at a point in time, which is why I think we all need to keep our, our eyes and our fingers on the pulse of the consumers. Well, I can't work out whether you're on the Optimism or pessimism stage? I, I think, on that average, I think for what you said, I'd put you in the optimistic stage. Patrick, it's always a pleasure and delight. Thank you very much indeed. David, my pleasure. For more conversations in this podcast series, go to wppbav.com forward slash WRC 2023.